as the crow flies on the Vance Crow Podcast. Travis Liebig, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, good morning. How are you? So uh, for listeners that didn't hear earlier last week, you are the CEO of St. Louis Bank, of which I'm a member of the board of directors. And you're the first guest I've had on a second time. But I think it's because so much has been changing with this uh, PPP program and the SBAs that you and I decided, hey, let's get on. Let's talk about the types of questions you're getting, the types of challenges. First, before we get started, last time we spoke, you were getting ready for an onslaught of people applying for this care care package or this care act what has happened since we last spoke i think to use one of your common terms chaos i would say has <laughs> as ensued but um you know the we, we were very well prepared i think better prepared than most uh to be able to accept and get a lot of the uh, level of interest uh, inquiries from uh, business owners so that was our first step in this process was let people know we're here to help them and we're going to help them uh, give them an ac- a link to put in their information because the applications are not able to be taken or submitted yet. But get them in here. Let them know we're going to be able to uh, to help them. Since then, uh, now we have tested the process that we built to be able to process the, these loans. Um, and what that looks like, you know, for those that you know are probably listening or watching, is these applications get submitted into the bank. Uh, and it's a very short and simple application, but there's a lot of documentation that has to come along with that to back up the numbers that you put in there relating to your payroll cost for your company. That's where the interaction uh, is taking place on either I have questions before I submit this to the bank or the bank then has questions for the borrower, for the business owner, that, because either it was put in, in incorrectly or maybe it lacked information and that is where I'd say the biggest bottleneck right now for us is um, we certainly know that speed and communication is everything right now as borrowers are very anxious, hearing a lot of things out there. Am I going to be able to get my loan is what they want to know. Yeah, and I find it interesting. So even myself, I went through my accounting and I made sure all everything was up to date, that all my numbers and paperwork and then went to submit it. And I'm in a, in a weird place like I don't get PPP because I... I don't have employees. So you run into these things where people are thinking, hey, maybe I should be applying for this or getting involved. They get things together. What's happening as they come to you and say, hey, I'm, I'm looking at getting this done? For sure. Yeah. And I'll you know, share a lot of comments. And none of this is disparaging any of the groups that were involved in putting this together, because I think in theory, this was a phenomenal uh bit of legislation that got put into practice. And then now it's the chance to be able to get the dollars in the hands of, of the business owners. But, you know, the old saying, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions is exactly the way I would sum this thing up right now. This was a great, this was a great plan and it means well, and it will do well, but because it wasn't fully baked and a lot of the details couldn't have been put into the, the practice, the bankers and really any group, uh, whether they be a bank or a non-bank trying to facilitate these, they need clarity because the biggest thing on these for banks to be able to do them quickly and efficiently is that guarantee from the federal government. So that's a wonderful thing. To back that guarantee up, you have to have these things documented correctly. So that's just a kind of opening broad statement here on the subject that the plan is great and the business owners who need it should get the resources but everything in between is where there's really a breakdown because the changes that continue to happen. We had a number of clients that 
were ready to apply, had all their forms filled out, and then things changed. So we need to make sure that those forms changed uh, that, that got updated for, for the borrower. So we're just trying to do this the right way. We also know that speed is everything. But what is probably missing right now out of this whole uh, process, if I'm a business owner, at least in most cases, is, okay, I've got my, my application in. Now I want to talk to somebody. Or before I can submit my application, I want to talk to somebody. And to frame this, this is the way we talked about in a team meeting yesterday, was what is taking place right now in all of the banks. All banks have many, many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of customers. And to put it in perspective, think about what would take place inside of any company or any organization if every single one of your customers showed up at the exact same time wanting answers on a program that was going to give them free money, but they better get the answers before the money runs out. So you talk about anxiety and things that are building out there with the customer base. I'll tell you that every banker that is, is sitting in my shoes for sure, if not in, in any part of this process, wants these dollars out instantly if possible, because that's what we are here to do. So there's a number of things that are going on inside of the process that are tended to be you know, built the right way, but they're changing and they're not. But I won't throw that out there as a fear thing at this point, because all the banks are in the kind of the same boat. Some are getting faster and better in this process, as, as, as we certainly have proven. But how do we tell these borrowers that, look, everything's going to be just fine. We're going to have some questions. Uh, but furthermore, how do we then prioritize the ones that absolutely need the dollars right now? Because every business can get this loan if they fit, you know, in the in the size and the next codes. But not everyone, I think, has the same need at this moment in time to pay that employee on the next payroll that a lot of them are going to have to fund tomorrow through their payroll services provider. So there's anxiety and we know it. We acknowledge it. And honestly, it's we're not looking for any sympathy on our part. It's the opposite of how can we provide business owners with the clarity that they need instantly to get them moving through the chain and get the dollars out the door as fast as possible. So it is April 7th, 2020. Have you distributed any money to people that have applied for this PPP? That is what today is. So uh, we, and that's probably a really good point. Um, if you probably heard in the news last week, there were a number of uh, non-bank lenders and some banks and some that I was aware of in the, in the area too, that were saying that they were funding loans under the PPP um, protection program or this, this payment program. But in reality, they weren't because they couldn't. Um, they were perhaps maybe doing a short-term bridge loan or something for a very small borrower to get them some dollars to make that next payroll. And I find that very admirable and I'm all about it. But what we also saw were some organizations doing that, um, I think probably to show that, hey, look, we're ahead of the curve and we've built a better process than other banks in the market. And I don't care what everybody else does, but what that was doing was putting even more fear in the business community that, wait a second, if they're getting their money, where's mine? And if you think about the scene from It's a Wonderful Life where everybody's running into that bank and they want to get their money before, you know, before the, you know, the, the bank fails, that's kind of the same kind of mentality I think that we're feeling right now. Banks aren't failing. Banks are strong as hell. But they want their money under this program before it runs out and, you know, by all means are going to get it. So then you got people trying to switch to different lenders who actually probably aren't uh, any further along in the process. But um, that puts the borrower at risk. 
because they're going to get a loan that doesn't have all the uh, I's dotted and T's crossed for what the government put out here for them to get. Um, but uh, we have seen some banks, at least starting late yesterday, getting some of these finally through the chain and actually getting documents. Um, but what we're trying to do, and I think this is the biggest thing for everybody, is how quickly can we get them their approval or commitment to say you're good? So that I think is just because that knowledge use. would be would be everything. You bet. And then and then from those folks, if you absolutely you know need this thing today, let us know. We're going to figure out ways to get there. But you know, the most part, it's the lack of clarity. And I've talked to several uh, businesses that are outside of our area that we're not we're not uh, not working, but friends that are running companies. And some of them have applied with the the big banks, and the big banks made that process pretty darn easy. But some of them delayed their process to get to get it up and running. But they made the process easy to apply, and then now it fell into a black hole. And then we're on the other side of it, making the process easy. Maybe not quite as easy through a couple of things, but actually today we'll go live on some things that will put us in that same peer group. But the lack of clarity that they're, they have after they submit with the bigs, we're trying to be the best of both means apply and be able to talk to a banker. So those are a lot of things that just human behavior requires speed, it requires efficiency, it requires you know clarity, at least in this process specifically. Well, so you know, I am much more of like a freelance, go out, be a cowboy, and I think you're kind of the the opposite to me. We've we've always been a big yin yang, where you've been like, I want to know what the rules are, I want to know how the structure is set up. You're in this weird scenario where this is not really a process as much as it is a dance, right? You're figuring out with the customer what they need and then what the government is going to offer, but yet you have to give guidance to your employees who are the ones that are actually executing this stuff. What are you talking about with your employees? How are you empowering them to have conversations in a time when nobody really knows anything and really we're trying to figure out which dance we're doing? Yeah, I think there needs to be some level of assurance that is given to the borrower through the employees that, you know, lets them know that that we got you. And just, you know, and this doesn't help them in that that time, but I think it does help give some clarity that we got you and then we just got another thousand of you right at the same time. So now is getting these things as fast as possible processed through the system because you get the paperwork in. You underwrite it. The underwriting is super easy. You're basically just you know checking the the numbers that are, are put in on the payroll specific for borrowers. However, a lot of times that information was inadvertently put in incorrectly, so we got to get back and, and correct it, or forms were missing. So that then happens. Then it gets approved, and then you notify the customer, "Hey, look, you're approved. You're good to go. Uh, we're going to work towards getting documents." And then there's that next step in there to just get the the loan documentation completed. So at each stage. Every bank has a, a normal number of resources built for pretty normal times, whatever that may be. But then if you said, okay, let's try to use our same resources and our same process for every single customer in the <laughs> bank at the same time in a matter of days, um, that's where you have the strain and the pain. It will, it, things will continue to work out and we will get these uh, loans done. The, to put this in frame of reference though, um, banks, Last year, um, from the SBA lending program, did you know? I think it was. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was like twenty billion or fifty billion dollars under the SBA program. Let's just say it's fifty billion. Um, this is that was over a course of a year. This is we're going to do three hundred and fifty billion 
over the course of a month or 60 days. So you're taking and just saying, all right, let's do about 10 times what we did last year and loans out the door, but let's do it in, you know, 20% of the time. So it's just a very weird uh, situation. And I think hindsight's always 2020. If there could have been a little bit more uh, time for them to get all the rules of the game laid out and then have, you know, the organizations that are providing these loans a little more time to get their processes right, um, we wouldn't be probably in this situation that we're in now. But I don't think that our government and the SBA are going to let business owners down. I just can't imagine that that would be the case. So if the $350 billion does perhaps get used up, I think it would be, you know, political quagmire for them to be stepping into to let those businesses that were in the queue that just didn't get there fast enough uh, to be able to uh, let not let them fail without getting the dollar. So I do feel like at least there's mental comfort there that if this ran out, there's another stimulus package that could come down. This is and should be wartime spending right now that get the dollars to the organizations that need to come back to life when we come back to life. So, Travis, you're um, at the helm of St. Louis Bank, and you've already said the thing that the path to hell is or the road to hell is paved with good intentions. How are you talking with your employees? What are you talking with them about as you're I mean, you're essentially saying we're headed into a dark place. Tell tell me about that. Yeah, I I think you uh, need to shoot people straight and let them, you know, just acknowledge what it is. And yesterday we had our uh, weekly all hands call. And remember, everybody's working remotely. So we can't just jump into a room and have these conversations. Um, And people are working remotely. And my biggest concern outside of this program was, you know, are my people okay? You know, they're sitting at home. uh, There's that isolation. They're not part of this team environment. Um, So that coupled with now crank this thing up tenfold and they don't have anybody to confide in or, you know, lean on at the office. What is going on in their world? So we talked about something, and I think a lot of your listeners and most uh, business people at one point in their time read the book Good to Great. And uh, inside of that book, which is a great business book uh, by you know, Mr. Collins, there was something in there that he talked about called the Stockdale Paradox. And the Stockdale Paradox is named after um, Admiral uh, Stockdale, who was shot down in, in Vietnam and was held in a Vietnam prison camp for eight years and abused over and over again, had no reason to believe that he was ever going to get out of it. Uh, he was there with other uh, prisoners of war. And he came out uh, and, and really was able to share that story of how he survived. And it was really about that mental toughness. You know, what are you doing in your mind during the tough times? But part of that, what he pointed out, and I'm a very positive and optimistic person. You know that. But, <laughs> <Two and> it, <laughs> but, but, what, but what he talked about in there was uh, when he was asked who didn't fare well, who didn't make it out of the prison camps, his comment was, the optimist, the optimist went first and failed first. They didn't make it. They died of a broken heart because what they were doing was being very optimistic. And, you know, they would be in the camp and they would say, all right, we're going to be out of here by Christmas. And then Christmas would roll around and then, okay, we're going to be out of here by Easter. And then Easter would roll around. Then it was, we're going to be out by Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving rolls around. And that process continued and continued. And that never came what they failed to do was face and confront the reality of the situation. So Stockdale was the guy that just basically said, hey, look, you got to have that positive attitude. 
But what you can't do is lose sight of reality. And you got to, as soon as you can, face those worst problems that are in front of you right now. Now, So don't lose the faith to prevail, but discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And that sounds drab, but I think from the standpoint of what happened with the optimist, they can fail to to confront the reality of the situation and kind of took the ostrich approach. Put the head in the sand, this will pass, and uh, we'll all be fine. But that's not, that self-delusion is not how you're going to get out of this, and it's definitely not going to make it easier. It might make it easier in the short term. Long term, it is where I think the rubber meets the road. So a balance of both of those items. I was just talking with my wife this morning about how we really had a good balance going. I, I took this to the extreme of like, hey, we need to get prepared. Go, go, go. And she is just like, we are going to face whatever comes every single day. Today's a new day, new information. We're going to we're just going to deal with that. And you need to have both of those. But I think you're probably right. The optimists here that are too optimistic, that are looking for every single sign of hope, then when they get it, grab onto it and it doesn't work out, you, you start having problems. And I think maybe the other side of it is if you are preparing for the absolute worst and you're getting yourself ready for it, you don't want to be in the position where you're hoping things burn down right? You fill up the freezer, you get a bunch of supplies, you're prepared. Then you don't want to be like, I am hoping that everything burns down so that I was right. That's a, that's a bad situation to be in too. But I really appreciate your Stockdale. Yeah. Paradox. Yeah. And I, and I think on the Stockdale thing, just to kind of wrap that up, that, you know, Stockdale knew he was in hell, right? So he knew he was in hell and he knew that that wasn't going to change, but he knew that he would prevail. And then later he was asked about that whole experience. And he said it was the greatest moment of his life and that it changed the trajectory of his life and who he was, and he wouldn't have traded it for the world. So when we were talking to the team yesterday, it was just call a spade a spade. We know this is a tough situation, but we're a community bank. And we always say that we're here to help the business owners and the community that need us. Well, here's your chance because they need you now more than ever. And, you know, it will be painful and it may feel like hell. But when we come through this, we're going to have helped so many businesses when they needed us more than ever, that it will forever change the trajectory of this bank, because we were the ones that stepped up and got it done versus the ones that said it's too much work, we're not going to do it, or made excuses on why it's not possible. We put people in places to make sure that this was possible. It won't be a well-oiled machine. It's getting uh, smoother and faster every single day. Um, but I have no concerns that we're you know, not going to be able to serve the businesses that have asked us to serve. And you know, we probably have 10 times the number of businesses that we would normally help uh, with a loan over the course of the year that we're going to help them in, in a month, within a month. So we're, we're funding loans today. Uh, we've uh, approved, uh, I don't know if it's close to $20 million of these transactions already. Wow. Um, and, you know, our goal is to, uh, you know, every single day, do more than that every single day, keep getting better and faster. And then, uh, you know, you don't just stop there. You keep finding ways to, to get faster and better along the way. Well, uh, I know you got a lot going on this morning. I, I just had one, one other question I wanted to, you to ask about, and then my standard question. So the one question is, um, what are you, when you finally get a break, you finally get a couple of moments to yourself, you flip open Twitter or some other kind of news, what is it that you're looking for? What are you seeing that you think is interesting and probably worth uh, getting other people to pay attention to as well? 
Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to pay attention to people that I would say have valuable information to share and, you know, that I've kind of filtered them out over a long period of time to make sure that when I'm listening to what they're saying or that they have, uh, you know, got my attention that it's worth spending the attention on. So uh, something that I, I came across last night, um, you know, one an individual that's out, that is out there that I think has one of the greatest minds, uh, at least at thinking about business problems and articulating, you know, value of business into different ways is uh, our friend Jack Butcher, you know, and his uh, handle Visualize Value that's out there. But something that he had put out last night, um, which was visualizing that quote, uh, was one from uh, Nassim uh, Taleb, and it was, bureaucracy is a construction by which a person is conveniently separated from the consequences of his or her actions. So thinking about what bureaucracy is, it's you make a decision, but you know the consequences of your actions, they don't affect you, they're affecting other people down the chain. And that, I think, is probably a pretty good way to think about what's taking place right now. It, it maybe doesn't even mean that it's bad. It just means that it is, that decisions are being made from the top of the mountain um, related to this CARES Act and the SBA uh, PPP loans. And they probably mean well when they're making those decisions. But every time that you change one of those rules of the game or a form or an applicability or the affiliation rules, the people that are paying for that are way down the chain. And that's the business owner that was counting on you. And the individual that is helping make the loan, the banker, is the one that's stuck in this spot of, yeah, I told you that. And I'm sorry, but the game has changed. So that's just a um, so that's one area. You know, and again, I'm trying to keep up with people that I uh, respect and admire uh, in the banking uh, community, in the banking space that uh, that lead by example. And somebody that you know, I think you and I have shared about before is uh, a gentleman that uh, leads Connect One Bank out in uh, New Jersey and New York. And you know, they've got the community bank approach, and they're a multi-billion-dollar bank today. But you know, leading by example, doing what's right. And I think it comes down to the mindset that we're trying to get our people in, and making sure that you know they're aware of the situations, that they've got the support, and they've got the resources. And that's what we're we're wanting to give our business customers and non-customers that you've got the support, we've got the knowledge, the process is, you know, figured out and it's had some changes along the way, but you're going to get those dollars that you need. And we want to make sure that we get them to you as fast as we possibly can. So I feel good about our process and I feel really good about where it's headed. And can and people co contact you? So you guys have a good process. You're deeply in, um, involved in St. Louis, if somebody's in Oklahoma or Texas or Washington, can they, can they call up St. Louis bank or can they contact you as well? Or, or do you have other advice for them? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, this is a national program, national lending program, the way that they may be able to get even better, uh, results in this would be talk to one of their local uh, banks and their community. If they can get to somebody that is in that community, because the businesses that are in those communities and or current customers. There's a lot of BSA rules, Bank Secrecy Act rules. You don't have to uh, duplicate and bankers have their antennas up for fraud in these things. Uh, however, a, a warm pathway through somebody that is connected, one of our board of directors, we're doing some loans far outside of the state would be the same for you. You have a pretty uh, good following of individuals that are running companies. And if they had some questions, we'll try to answer those for them. So definitely I'd encourage uh, them to do that. And on our website, there is a uh, 
there is an email address out there that if you have questions about your application, email it. And I would just say, go out there and have them email it because I've got them forwarding me those uh, questions uh, as we go. So they'll filter out all of our questions, anything related to the PPP program I want coming to me so that I can make sure that we get the experts answering those questions as quick as possible. And the, the best, website for St. Louis Bank? Uh, stlouisbank.com. So S-T-L-O-U-I-S-B-A-N-K.com. Click on the red banner at the top. And then you'll be able to see uh, some of the relief programs where you could apply through us if you wanted to. Uh, but then down at the bottom, there's that for questions, email and email them. Even if you're going to do your loan anywhere else, I am more than happy to try to find you the answers as fast as I possibly can. Because a lot of the same questions keep coming up and we've already answered it a lot of times that we should be able to get a pretty quick answer for them if they can't get to that local banker. And I think people are begging for a bank that with speed but a bank that I can talk to a human being. And that's tough to find out there. And there's some banks that have, and that's what we've been building. And I think that if we can help provide some value for them to continue to work with their existing application, we're going to do that for them. Well, brother, I'm going to let you go. I know you have a lot going on. I, I've been asking people, what do you think the world looks like in two weeks? Do you want to take a swing at it or do you want to call it and we'll, we'll just meet next week? Uh, well, I would say that there will be some probably changes to make sure that the dollars got put into hands as fast as possible. We have continued to get what I'll call lessening, uh, a lessening of the underwriting rule and or documentation rules that are out here. Banks are getting some helm, uh, held harmless uh, provisions out there. And really what this is coming down to is this is a straight up grant. If you use it for the purposes of intended, don't overanalyze it because if the customer says that this information is correct, take that information and give them their loan. So that's really what uh, we're going to continue to see is that this may have gotten faster um, to be able to underwrite and approve. And the backlog will probably still be there within, you know, how many loans can you get printed off loan documents every single day? But there will continue to be more relief on this. And again, I hope that I'm right when I say that the government, the SBA, will not let business owners down. Um, and even if every single business owner got their loan through this program and there's enough dollars, I don't think it's going to be enough. There may need to be another round that comes out there because, again, we didn't you know, have an economic slowdown here. We basically just one day said, let's shut this uh, economy off doesn't mean that there was underlying conditions that were bad. It just means we have to shut this off for the safety of our people. Whatever we can do to make sure that when we say, okay, turn it back on, they pick up the ground right where they were, but that takes dollars to keep people employed. And I think the SBA will make that right. So we're here to help and it will be a little bit difficult along the way, but I do think people should not panic that if they haven't heard anything back from their bank yet. That we just started officially Friday taking the apps, and yesterday was the first day we could really approve those via our e-trans system and get dollars out the door. There is time. More updates will come, and there I think there will be a lessening of the rules. So right now, you know, the sky is not falling yet, but try to find something to get you the straight answer. And uh, if we can help be that person, we're going to do it. Well, brother, I am really glad. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's weird to say, but proud of of watching my friend navigate in this crazy situation. I, uh, I'm glad we got a morning workout in this morning before we hit the hit the Skype. I hope we keep doing that. Maybe we'll have you back on next Tuesday or so to hear how things are going. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Vance, and uh, be safe out there. And again, for the business owners, I think we're going to be able to uh, make sure that they get what they need in the time that they need it. So stay tuned. Thanks, man. Travis Liebig, right. St. Louis Bank. Ah, ah, ah.